As an academic, I am a medieval historian, and in particular, a historian of the history of Christianity. We'll meet later on in the course a guy named John Huss from Bohemia in the 15th century. I did my dissertation many years ago on one of his followers in Prague. And for the last 30 years, I've been writing primarily about Francis of Assisi, whom we'll also meet in this course. And recently, I've also been doing some work on Catherine of Siena, one of the three female doctors of the Catholic Church, who is also the subject of a lecture coming up. So if the course seems a little slanted toward the Middle Ages, it probably is. But we are going to have Christians from most of the 21 centuries in which Christianity has existed. To say the obvious, to be a Christian means in some way to follow Christ and to imitate Christ. Now, having said that, what we realize is that's an extraordinarily difficult thing to do, not just because of personal weaknesses, because we have to ask the question, who was Jesus? What did he say? What did he do? And how do we translate what we learn about the historical Jesus and the Jesus of faith into action in a world that's extraordinarily different from the world in which Jesus lived? Just to say the obvious, Jesus said nothing directly about stem cell research, about homosexuality, about the market economy, or about nuclear power. So if we want to know what Jesus thought about those things, or how we think Jesus would respond to some of the great issues of our day, we can't simply look it up in the Bible and find out. We have to do some harder work. We have to translate his words and actions into the world in which we live, a world that is not only very different from Jesus's, but also a world that is changing, and a world that is different if you live in Cleveland or Kuala Lumpur. And so that translation process is very difficult. Let me give you one example of what I mean by that. There's a famous story where Jesus says, if someone hits you, turn the other cheek. Well, okay, that seems fairly clear with regard to dealing with some personal attack on you. What if uh, a nation attacks a nation? Does that same statement, turn the other cheek, apply to a nation as well as to an individual? Well, you don't have to be very alert in terms of reading the paper or going to church for that matter to know that Christians debate that one a great deal. There are different answers to that question given by people who call themselves Christians. Now, as I said, this world of Jesus is extraordinarily different than the world of the 21st century. But let me suggest that even before we get to the translation part, we need to do some difficult things. How exactly did Jesus live his life? And how do we know about how Jesus lived his life? Let me tell you some of the barriers that exist for understanding exactly what Jesus said and did. First of all, all of the Gospels, the four narratives of the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, were written at least 40 years after Jesus was crucified. And John, as I'll talk about in a little bit more detail later, probably wasn't written till about 60 to 70 years after Jesus was crucified. Secondly, despite the names Matthew and John on two of the Gospels, there are certainly many scholars who would argue that none of the four Gospels 
was written by an eyewitness to the events that the names Matthew and John get attached to those gospels later on after they're written. And of course, neither Mark nor Luke has any claim to be a follower of Jesus during his earthly ministry. Now, one thing we obviously do is to say, well, who's the first Christian writer? Who, at least in time, brings us closest to Jesus? And the answer there clearly is Paul. All of Paul's letters were written before any of the, any of the Gospels. And therefore, we say, well, Paul sort of gets us closest to Jesus. But even there, the earliest of Paul's letters was probably done about 20 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, and of course, Paul didn't know Jesus at all in his earthly ministry. Here's another kind of problem. We know that all of the Gospels are in Greek, and therefore, in the Gospels, Jesus speaks Greek.